once again is Danny, and this week we're going to be covering Impact Wrestling. Danny, what would you think of the show? Um, definitely an interesting show. Um, definitely gave us more of an insight of what's to come. Yep. Uh, especially, um, I guess you could say this is the road to uh, Slammiversary, even though oh, we're yeah. like a month behind before the actual event. A month um, and three days, yep. A lot of uh, a lot of speculations, a lot of teases. Yep. Um, a lot of good matches too. Um, definitely can't complain about this show. Um, we had two uh, title matches here tonight, and uh, you know, just keeping the bells ringing. You know, like what is there to come? Like who's coming? Who's you know? Never yeah. know. Expecting uh, the unexpected. <laughs> I really liked. I thought the tease for EC3 was amazing. I kind of popped, like you said, uh, and it was just awesome. And they acknowledged it, so that was another thing, uh, right? Three, which I thought was and awesome. Like, even uh, even before that match, they um, they had showed another one of those flashbacks with EC3 winning the uh, World Heavyweight Championship from Kurt Angle, and yep. uh, like, okay. And the week before that, it was obviously Mike Bennett, EC3. So, you know, they're definitely hyping up EC3 uh, for a comeback. But um, what really baffles me, though, is, you know, the whole, uh, you know, the promo videos that EC3 was doing on Instagram and Twitter, you know, basically hyping up, um, you know, the formerly known as the Revival. Right. so that maybe 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 something didn't work out with AEW, or maybe he got a better offer from Impact. I expected him to go to AEW actually. Um, when the announcement was uh, made that he was uh, let go, which so yeah. him, um, I, it was. I guess I wouldn't say confirmed, but you know, three four weeks back after you know before um, after the let go, it had uh, something that come out saying that he did resign with Impact. So I was like, uh, I wasn't necessarily surprised because they did like they uh, Josh Matthews mentioned on the um, show. That's where they made uh, him a legend. You know, <laughs> the Impact. Now, so. now with them teasing that music, though, you know, obviously we've seen like a new approach, a new image of EC3. You know, obviously with the haircut, growing mm-hmm. in the facial hair. Will we see that same EC3 uh, as we did three years ago? Or will we see like a new, newly revamped EC3, new attitude, new sort of gimmick? Right. Um, I think that is his new gimmick, what you're uh, pointing out to the, all the, from the Instagram videos. You know what I mean? That's like his new thing. Like, you're not going to hold me down kind of a thing because... Uh, he spent um, what a couple years in the back, sitting and catering in WWE and wrestling on like a main event. Yeah, he was so. basically just like a muted Chippendale, just sitting there, and then it's like right. you know he goes to talk, and then somebody interrupts, and he's just like, "Never mind." Yeah, shut up. I should have just stayed in TNA. Fuck it. <laughs> he should have, but you know he took the money, and he found out that wasn't necessarily a great idea. So. Right, Actually, I'm right. trying to think. Where did he? Uh, when did he leave? Was it 2018, or was it 2000? Yeah, it was 2018, Four, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because he had showed up. 
Um, I know he made his in-ring debut at the New Orleans TakeOver. So okay. it had been he might have showed up in NXT around like January of that year. Okay. So I think I was watching and then when I really got into it again, impact again, he wasn't in it any longer. So Right. All right. We had a really good I thought this um the opening match for tonight was a really good freaking match, the tag team title match. Uh the North and the Rascals with the North retaining the titles. That was it was just a really good match, man. I loved that match. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we had a uh, quick uh as Joey Matthews not yeah, Joey Matt was it Joey Josh Matthews. Matthews. Josh, Josh Matthews yeah, Josh <laughs> Matthews was saying, um, you know, very fast octane offense. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like back and forth, back and forth. Uh Wentz and Dez were basically on the fast offense. And uh I could definitely see why you love uh Josh Alexander. You He's know? really good, right? Really good. Yeah. I can definitely see why you like the North. Um, and from I was looking from uh, Melissa Santos, um, I, you know, they they had a long reign as the uh, Impact Tag Team Champions. I was surprised when Josh Matthews had mentioned that they are the longest reigning tag team champions in company history. Now, it's been around 18 years, that company, and... You know what? I I would expect guys like maybe like Team 3D or AMW to, you know. That's what I'm saying. But but at that time, the era where it first started, tag team title changes or title changes in general were very fast. You know what I mean? Constant, like every couple months, every few weeks, whatever, what have you. Right. Um, Something that made me laugh. Um, Dez basically not. Uh, capitalizing or basically not connecting with his uh, jabs. He's just, you know, making sound effects. He's like, doo-doo. You know, I, I'm just like, you're not even landing it, dude. <laughs> throw some, sh- throw, yeah, throw some uh, shoot punches in there, you know, something like that. Um, obviously, later in the match, um, the match was definitely heating up. Uh, the North took control uh, half of the match. And then one of the spots that I liked, um, Oh my gosh, not Alexander, but it was uh Ethan Page. Ethan Page. He had uh he had Wentz on his shoulder, and then all of a sudden you see Dez with the moonsault spot, which I thought was pretty cool. Yep. I saw that. Yeah, yep. I know what you're talking about. That was pretty uh that was really cool looking. Yeah. That was definitely a uh a cool spot there. Um the North ended up picking uh you know, retaining the titles. And then um, having some pretty funny backstage segments, you know. Yeah, have Ethan Page just like, nobody's watching us? Yeah, Are right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect the, that to just break out laughing as much as I did uh, a couple minutes after that match. <laughs> that was that was. And different. then um, shortly after that, uh, we see Trey in the back unconscious again. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, who do you think did it? Any guesses? You know, as much as I like to say it's a newcomer, I mean, maybe Ace Austin, um, which would lead was to speculation. Which would lead to speculation why last week Troy ended up attacking Austin first, right? Um, but yeah, you know, there's so much speculation, you know, especially with like Michael Elgin, the North. You can definitely see. You know, you know, there's something possibly like a faction, like assembly, right. 
between all these Canadian guys. You have the North. You have Elgin. You have Elgin talking on the phone with some big Canadian superstar, which I'm still speculating it's still going to be Eric Young. You know, without you know, a doubt. That's, I was sitting there trying to figure it out the whole episode as they were. His name did not come to mind at all. He didn't come to mind. That's crazy. So you might be right on that. I was thinking, I was going with, um, not necessarily if he's even actually really fully Canadian, but Harry Smith. Because I did hear a while back that he was probably going to be signing with the company, but he hasn't popped up. That was before the whole pandemic. And I don't know if that was ever proven that he was coming in or not. But right. it could be anybody else. But most likely but it's you not. you know what? I mean, right now it's a process. And, you know, with all four of those guys, I think they can all revolve around being, like, one of the biggest factions, probably one of the best Canadian factions since the original Team Canada. Maybe possibly a new Team Canada with uh, Eric Young as, you know, the leader. Obviously, we've seen um, Eric Young take some leadership with Sanity, and uh, that was pretty successful down in NXT until... They were called up to the main roster, which right. practically didn't do shit until they disbanded. And and uh, right, I'm trying to think of past Canadian superstars that were there. Petey Williams is he Canadian? He's Canadian, right? Yeah, he's Petey Canadian. Williams. Yep. I'm trying you to know, think, and, and he's still Canadian under contract. Player. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen him in a while. Um. I mean, that could probably be like another possibility as well. Um. And just thinking about all these recent WWE releases who are possibly possibly jumping shift, you know. Um, but the only name that comes to mind at the moment is Eric Young. So yeah, we're gonna have to go with that one. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that one. Now that we just analyze that but, women's uh, tag team match. Oh, go ahead, or the women's match rather. Go ahead. The women's match. We got uh, Kimberly taking on um, Nevaeh. 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 Um, That's my first yeah. time seeing her, Nevaeh. I've seen Kimberly before, but I don't think I've ever seen Nevaeh before. Kimberly, let me, uh, I gotta say something about Kimberly. She definitely has, like, a unique look. She definitely looks like a, I don't know, like a porcelain doll with a pudding face. Right. You know, I looked at her face, and I'm just like, it just, it doesn't look right. <laughs> like, you know, um... <laughs> But, you know, starting off with the match, we had, like, a back-and-forth, you know, screaming forearms, you know. Just, you know, screaming back-and-forth, hitting forearms towards each other. Um, which led to seeing Steele and Hogan on the outside, which, right. obviously, we saw the incident uh, last week. With, so Tasha uh, Steele's there, too? Yep, Tasha Steele. Yep, okay. It, right. it, yep, it was Steele and Hogan. Um, obviously we saw the incident that happened last week with the whole, oh, you guys are scaredy cats. Like, oh, no, we don't got time for that. We're off the clock. We're going to go, you know, and, uh, you know, we had like a crazy, um, snap German suplex spot. Yes. Yep. That was definitely brutal. Um, and, you know, we've seen some, uh, delayed uh moves we had like a delayed indiguri which you know indiguri hit took her like a couple seconds to sell it um and uh nevea picks up the win you know there was like a popcorn incident i guess you would say and uh let, let's see where that rivalry goes i mean nothing really big as of you know potentially 
you know, set in the feud, but you know, it's simmering up. It's uh Yeah. She was with Jessica Havoc tonight, correct? Am I correct yes. on that? Yeah, that's who came out with her. I like her a lot. I think she's really good. Um it's good to see her back in TNA. Or impact, excuse me. I don't use TNA until it's official. Right. <laughs> so also uh Rahit Raju took on Rhino. Rhino took up the win. Um Rahit Raju attacked Rhino. Uh, was he right from behind and just started going at it, beating the crap out of him in the beginning? Which I, um, I going into this match, the introduction, I thought it was just going to literally be just a squash match. Like I thought Rhino was going to tear him apart in like a matter of seconds. Right. I mean, right. Um, obviously came in uh, before the bell sounded, um, showing some very aggressive offense um, until we had Rhino with the short-lived comeback. Uh, hits him with the gore, and then we have the whole uh, temper temper from Rahit, which definitely reminds me of like Christian from like 2002, how he pull a temper and just not get his way. But you know, at at the end of the day, when it comes to like superstars like Rahit and like the whole um, like Indian accent, like back culture. You know, it, it just, it never sells for me. You know, it just really never grabs my attention. I just think it's dry. All their gimmicks are practically the same. Yeah. Uh, you know. Who do they have in there with them? They had, uh, what was the other guy's name? I can't remember his name, but they also had the great Gama, who was the Indian wrestling legend. And right. what the hell was the other guy's name? They're part of the Desi Hit Squad. And now I uh, just can't remember his name, but... I thought that was a pretty okay match, but they're still hinting that he's got a tag team partner coming in. So, yep. They, so. you know, they, they mentioned that he had kids, so yep. um, possibly two. Uh, well, obviously, EC3 is definitely confirmed. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Heath Slater, I mean, that's definitely another possibility. Maybe they just don't have a name for him yet. You know, uh, I mean, I know Heath Slater, uh, he did hinted on... I know he he mentioned it on somebody's interview, but he was just mentioning probably just going by the name Heath, you know, just no last name, just Heath. Um, Obviously going through the whole indication, bringing over the same gimmick he had in WWE. Um, You know, I got kids. Even though I got fired, I still got kids. I need this job. His his Instagram still claims that he's Heath Slater for the time being. He hasn't changed anything on that yet, so... I, I mean, it's a matter I, of time, you know. I wouldn't even mind if he went by the name Heath Miller. That's his real name. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, yeah. real names. And, you know, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if they brought the storyline that they did for him on SmackDown back in 2016, where he was like the hottest free agent. Right. Right. Which, showing some indication there, you know. Because he's not really with the company yet until possibly Slammiversary, maybe a week or two before Slammiversary. Um, we don't know. I'm don't telling know. you, Slammiversary is shaping up to be a really good show. And it's probably the first, like, Impact show that I've been looking, like, looking forward to the most in so long. Like, I'm kind of getting pumped up for it. I think the way they're handling this, and they got a lot of free agents that are out there, so... I'm really right. excited for this show. You it's going to be a good one. I mean, obviously, everybody's still questioning, where's Tessa? Can't wait for Tessa to come back. Hopefully, she comes back. 
Um, you know, and then just everybody from, you know, this whole pool of free agents. Right. You know, they're just like grabbing, you know, that I would expect AEW just to snatch right off the bat. But TNA is definitely the wild card when it comes to, um, you know, free agents at the moment. I ex- I totally expected that, like you said, a lot of like uh, AEW is picking up, going to pick up a lot of these guys, and Anthem must just be throwing out that money towards these some of these guys because you know a lot of these guys deserve it. When everybody else was when they were firing people, they were hiring people. When WWE was firing people, I mean, and so, there's some really good talent that that's going to show up there in the in the coming weeks, at least up until what four weeks, June nineteenth. So we're going to find out by then. Um, going on to the next match here, we had the uh, self-proclaimed title match for the TNA World Title with uh, Hernandez and Moose. Um, nothing really too special about this match. It was more like Moose just taunting to the uh, crowd, you know, especially right. during. You know, <laughs> that was funny. That was, that was funny. I'm, you know, now you see why I hate Moose. I don't like. <laughs> I, I'm just why. Well, that was the, um, I'll tell you that, you know, we always talk about how annoying the guy could be and he's not that fun, funny or great to watch. That actually got me laughing a little bit. I thought that was kind of, uh, kind of funny, but the match was just mediocre at best. And I thought that, um, I thought Hernandez looked pretty good in that. He's been around a long time. So. Yeah. Um, definitely glad to see him back. Um, yeah. As, as I said last week, if you could recall, um, I, I said Hernandez can possibly have a run as like a future like world champion, uh, right? World championship run. Um, but I mean, going back to here, you know, Moose just taunting, claiming that he's the greatest wrestler in the world. Yeah, no, not at all. He's um, not Daniel Bryan or anybody it, like that. I mean, <laughs> you know, too much taunting. Um, the match ends with Moose with an inverted low blow. Moose gets the win, and then all of a sudden, I didn't notice it at first, but all of a sudden, EC3 music plays, yeah. and it's like, whoa, that's where yeah. I kind of like paused, and I was just like, okay, you just saw Moose was looking around, like, what the, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. um, I got excited for that though, I, I really did. Yeah, as, as soon as I heard the music, I, I already knew. I was like, all right, we're possibly going to get a Moose versus EC3 match at Slammiversary. Possibly for the world title, maybe? One of the things is that I thought, I really thought once his music hit, that he was actually in the studio and he was going to come running down. But then it was just like, nope, he didn't. And then they're just, all of a sudden, you know. Either that. They put him over. Josh Matthews put him over and then... um. His mu- and then uh, Moose's mu- music hit. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I definitely would have expected, like, maybe, like, a promo on the Titantron. Right. Saying, like, hey, Moose, you know, I'm coming for your ass. Better watch right. out. It's hunting season or something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you know, just something of that nature. Um, but, yeah, um, definitely not the best match of the night. I, I'd probably say that was probably one of the weaker matches of the night. Um but uh, going on to the next match here, uh, Reno Scum versus Triple uh, XL, which not really. F- you froze. Actually, seeing Triple XL. 
you froze for a second there. Repeat that. Whoops. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, I was going over the next match. It was uh, Reno Scum versus Triple XL. Yeah. Um, first time witnessing Triple XL. Now, you know, when I was looking at the card, I'm like, oh, Triple XL. I'm like, that's an interesting name. I can definitely see why they're called Triple XL. Um, you know, ground shaking, you know, no pun intended. But, uh, you know, you got um, Romero and uh, Larry D. Larry D, you know, he yeah. just, he, you know, looks like Buddy Murphy that let himself go. Um, <laughs> you know, something that caught my eye, uh, his belt, it, you know, resembled a fork. Which I laughed so hard about. I'm like, are you like, are you serious? Um, pretty slow paced match. I mean, nothing really memorable about the match. Maybe besides, um, AC getting the hot tag, but even that was pretty much slow paced. Right. Um, Reno Scum picking up the victory. Um, this is my first time actually seeing Re- Reno Scum as well. Um, now they've been around for a little while um, before Impact. I think they did some matches in Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. So they're, they're a good team. I like them. They've been around a little while. I, I'm impressed. Um, yeah. I'm definitely about to look on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. I like AC Romero too. I think I think he's great. Larry D. I'm not. I've just you know I've only seen him a few times since he's jumped into Impact. But AC Romero is at these has been around quite a while. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, definitely an interesting team there. Um, which takes me to the uh, the backstage segment with uh, Susie, and uh, you know, going just between the whole back and forth of oh, that's good, that's bad, <laughs> you know. And, and we just seem to say like, I don't know, Susie. She hasn't is, broken out the uh, she hasn't broken out the Sue Young character in quite a while on TV. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I'm starting to like her just a little oh, bit. I, yeah, I love her. I think she's great. She's great. Kind of, kind of reminds me of like an Annabelle type character. Yes. Yep. Um, that, that you know, definitely would like the resemblance. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, definitely wasn't bad. And then we, uh, they break down to the, um, Jordan Grace segment. Obviously, with what happened last week with uh, Taya Valkyrie, uh, Deanna Perrazzo finally making her uh, debut, and they're basically going over her opportunities that she's had in wrestling, yep. uh, her first stint in TNA, uh, going worldwide with other promotions, obviously NXT, Ring of Honor. Uh, Jordan Grace hits a promo in the back. Deanna Perrazzo comes back, attacks her, gets her into that arm bar again. Um, definitely going to see that match at Slammiversary. That is definitely a Slammiversary match right there. I thought that was the a great uh, promo to sell the match. It definitely was. The first one was pretty good when she attacked her, but I thought this one was better and is definitely selling me on that feud and making me more interested. Is uh, Diana Perrazzo going to win the title, you think? Or you think Jordan Grace will keep it? Or is it too early to tell, do you think? I mean, I think they're giving hints with uh, Diana. I think Diana, in my opinion, she's she definitely has it promo-wise, the way right. she delivers. But, you know, I think she just needs, like, a little bit more time. She's still young. She's only right. 25. 
Oh, that's um, it. Um, I, I believe so. I think she's only like twenty five, but um, she she definitely has a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, she she just she needs to work on her in ring craft, uh, just a bit. Um, I was so sad. I mean, it was very unfortunate how she got let go by WWE because I was expecting her to join the Stone brand with Chelsea Green. Uh, obviously, they showed her off on that NXT episode, and we're expecting, right. all right, great, a new tag, you know, a new women's tag team with Perazzo and Green. That's awesome. And then, you know, they show Green first, showing the Robert Stone brand, and I'm like, all right, cool, Perazzo's next. Never showed Perazzo. What's up with that? And then we've seen, like, a couple matches with Perazzo on Monday Night Raw, and I'm, like, thinking, oh, great, she got clawed up. Yeah. You know, and then after that, it was like, she gets released. Kind of baffled me a little bit. She's plus. You figure you're in NXT for a reason. NXT is the developmental, you know, program. It's the developmental brand. And not only, like, the d- developmental brand, but, you know, obviously there's stars down there that, I want to say, refuse to get called up to the main roster, but they have a better opportunity, you know, staying on Wednesday nights rather than competing possibly on a more heavier schedule on the main roster. Do you think that she's still, uh, I mean, do you think that NXT is still considered the developmental territory for uh, WWE? Um, and so my thing is, once they got on cable TV, it was a whole different, you know, there's definitely, right. uh, it, it's, it's, um, it's its own thing. It's like a, they consider it. Uh, I've heard people say it's a third brand now. It's part of the main roster now. It's no no longer the developmental. And I kind of agree. I mean, I watched it every week, anyways, and it's uh, it hasn't changed much other than there's commercials every twenty minutes. Um, I mean, in some ways, yes and no, because obviously they would still have some like NXT like house shows, and obviously showcase some superstars that we're not familiar with. Um. I mean, I, I definitely still think it's a work in progress because NXT is practically still down at the Performance Center and all that. Yep. Which I don't mind that because it reminds me of uh, kind of like old studio wrestling, kind of like NWA where it would be in the – or just like a smaller arena every week, you know, or like um, old world-class wrestling was at the Sportatorium every Friday night kind of a thing. So it's, you know, the, the fact that they're in the same building. But they do still do house – well – not during the pandemic, obviously, but they do house shows, so. Right. Well, um, I, I but missed I mean, a couple in the area. But, I mean, as, as in regards to them being, like, a brand instead of, like, a developmental brand, yes. Um, only because of the guys they brought down there. You know, only because of the guys they brought down from the main roster. I mean, obviously, they're not going to use everybody on the NXT brand. Um, right. Or their weekly broadcast against, you know, this competition. Um, so, obviously, they need some big names. Um, Those guys like Finn Balor, who I think will definitely draw names. But they also have guys like Finn Dango and what's-his-face, uh, Tyler Breeze. And I don't think anybody's going to go out of their way to see. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but, right. you know. But, I mean, I think that those guys have improved since being on NXT, going to the main roster, and then going back to NXT, I think they're better now, right. but, you know, 
Anyways, well, we're right. getting off trails. We're getting off the trail talking about NXT. We still have another match to talk about. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, going on with the main event here, um, which I thought stole the show. You know, great main event here with uh, Ace Amazing Dawson match. And, yep. uh, Eddie Edwards. Um, obviously, we see the same sequence as we saw with uh, Raheet and Rhino. Um, Edwards attacking Austin from behind. Um, Eddie's bringing out the trash. You know, he brings out the big trash cans from behind. And, uh, yeah. Uh, psh, what else? Oh, that uh, the belly-to-belly on the uh, steel guardrail. Which I, I thought that was pretty that cool. was insane because I literally like I cringed at that. Uh, Ace Austin just looked like he really damaged himself on that. That was very painful looking. Um, and then uh, Austin receives the uh, reserved uh, parking sign uh, across the head. <laughs> right. Um, uh, let's see what else did we get. Uh, the crossbody over the table, which I thought was very agile. That was, uh, um, yeah, athletic. yeah, that was. I, I couldn't believe that. That looked really good. The camera angle was beautiful. It caught that beautifully as well. Something that I found very unique for a spot was when they turned the table over with the leg facing up, and uh, they did that neckbreaker spot. Which that's another never, part. Never. No, seen I've never that. seen that. I've never seen that before either. But that's also another spot. I might have cringed more watching that spot than the belly to belly on the guardrail. Right. I mean, something like that is very common. I mean, you would see that maybe like the old school ECW, um, right. any type of extreme rules type matchup. But um, yeah, you know, something like that with the uh, the legs of the table facing up and receiving a neck breaker, like. How do you block? How do you protect yourself from a move like that? Because it looks like you would just go straight down on that bar, on that metal bar. Right. I mean, Um, unless you hit like the flat part of the bar, but I mean, mm -hmm. that's the only thing I would expect. But something like that just looks like a career-ending injury at that part. That's Um, a lot of problems with some wrestlers: is their bad neck and bad backs and stuff like that. um, We see Fulton uh, interfere in the match. Which, that kind of caught me off guard. It totally caught me off guard. Yeah, he just, like, popped up out of nowhere suddenly uh, behind Eddie Edwards and just went after him. Chokeslammed him, what, two, three times? And, yeah. Yeah, Austin picks up the win. Um, Which maybe leads to some indication that maybe Austin did attack Trey, but it wasn't necessarily Austin. Yeah, he could have had Madman Fulton do it. Right. Now, is OVE a completely done situation? I haven't seen them in a couple weeks now um, with Madman Fulton. Well, the Chris brothers, what's uh, one of them joined Joey Ryan in the uh, cancer uh, culture, cancel culture, whatever it's called. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was Jake. Yeah. 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 I guess they're done. I know they'll be competing next week. I think it's like Rob Van Dam. Oh, yeah. I think. Oh man, it's not one of the teams has a must a mystery uh partner next week. If you looked at the shadow, I could be completely wrong and just guessing, but it looked like the shape of EC3's head. Like with the shaved head, his new style and his the way his ears stuck out. I could be just overthinking it, but they could be saving them for the pay-per-view. I don't know. I, I mean, who who knows? Um th- this was definitely another good show. 
Uh, second impact show in a row for me. Uh, like I said, it's been years since I've catched TNA on a daily basis. But uh, now that, you know, you and me are doing these uh, collaborations, podcasts, <laughs> uh, definitely an honor. Um, definitely yeah, love I'm loving it. it, man. I'm loving it, dude. Like, seriously, I'm yeah. loving doing this. Uh, definitely gives me my uh, inside uh, perspectives on just like the visuals of like what I see of the show and like what right. I like, what I dislike. Um, Impact definitely has potential of being a good company again. I was having this discussion with somebody at work today and uh, we were talking about wrestling because they recently started listening to the podcast again since my earlier episodes and they were talking about since you joined, that uh, they're, um, it seems like I'm having fun. We're doing, you know, we're just really doing a good show now, and especially listening to the Impact stuff. And they're asking me about Impact, and I said, "What sleep? That's going to be like the sleeper show of the year. It's going to come out of nowhere. Is Impact Wrestling is going to be one of the best, the best of 2020? Look at all the names they're going to be signing, and they're going to get back up there like they were in the TNA days, like uh, prior to the Dixie Carter years." Right. And, and, and you know what? It's so funny, too, because out of all the shows, you know, like WWE, NXT, AEW, Impact, you know, with yep. all the shows with no attendance. I mean, yep. AEW has had some attendance. NXT has had some attendance. But when you look at Impact, even without an audience, there's so much captivated moments that just make you sit there even without reactions from like the crowd you know you just get reeled in to the moment you're like holy shit you know and you know impact is so good even without a crowd you know they're doing something right and and you know they have um i don't know what their attendance is like for television tapings i think that it's you know a few hundred maybe five six hundred or something like that i went to a pay-per-view a couple years ago and i think that was in a nightclub in New York City in Queens. So I think like the max with putting the ring and chairs in was like just under a thousand. And they right. even made more chairs. They were like bringing more chairs out to try to fit people in because they oversold the building. So that was a wild crowd. But the um, if you watch, it doesn't seem like there's like a large crowd in like on the regular TV show, but. They're doing something right with the empty arena matches, though. They're doing something really right. right. And, and, and like I said, I think it's going to become one of the best of 2020 and into 2021. I mean, they definitely have some better backstage segments, in my opinion. Probably better than, like, NXT at the moment. Yes, 100%. I mean, I mean definitely, like, I mean, no offense to what, like, Tommaso and what Killer's been doing these past couple weeks, or should I say Carrion, you know, got to keep it PG here. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, TNA, it's just, like, something I haven't seen in such a long time. Like, it's not something where it's, like, I'm already eager to change the channel because I'm bored. Right. Um, a lot of fresh faces. Um I'm definitely jumping on the bandwagon now when it comes to the North. Um, I definitely want to check more of their stuff. Um, I definitely see potential with this, you know, maybe a possible faction, as um, as I said earlier in this podcast with, like, Michael Elgin and, you know, the, the mystery guy who's been right. talking to Elgin. 
uh, like I said, I mean, either it's Eric Young or who you brought up, uh, David Hart Smith or, um, yep. you know, David Boy Smith Jr., as yep. he would refer himself to. Um, just a lot of endless possibilities. And I think that's something that TNA is doing right because they're picking up all these guys. And I mean, AEW, I mean, they picked up maybe like one or two good guys within the past, like, one, you know, month or two. Obviously, like Matt Hardy was their biggest acquisition. I think the revival like, are going to go big there. They're going to go. They're going to get a huge push there. The revival. So yeah, I, I mean, FTR. Revival. Excuse me. Yeah, revival Hardy, but like you know, you're talking about guys who people want to see potential in. You know. Yep. Oh, you know, give EC3 a chance. Give uh, Heath Slater a chance. Eric Young, even though he's already made it big within the past couple of years in TNA, he still hasn't reached that whole, you know, stardom of just becoming, like, a main eventer. Yeah, right. he's had some moments. He was super Eric. He was, uh, you know, the blonde guy who was scared of his own pyro. He was, you know, the intergender tag team champion. Uh, you know, and then just becoming this dark image in WWE, which, you know, nobody really I saw. I thought Sanity was a pretty good gimmick. Um it's when they split up and when they were on the main roster and Eric Young just fizzled out. He was just, you know, and it's like, but, you know, in WWE land, you could be a huge star somewhere else. Whatever you did before WWE, it doesn't matter. You're just going to, you're coming in here. You So what if you were the world champion there or whatever, you're going to the bottom of the card here. If that's where we see you, you know, um, but, but, yeah, you know, just, like, endless possibilities. And, you know, there's still a lot more guys to think of who've been released, and we just haven't thought about them yet. Right. Um, I mean, two guys that really come to mind. I mean, I can't really see it happening, but maybe, like, you know, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. I don't know um, what those guys are doing other than their podcast or their YouTube show. I mean, I have not heard any thing about them going to impact or aew or even japan well i mean obviously nobody knows where anybody's really going right now because of the pandemic nobody's really running shows until next month it seems i know new japan has announced that they're running first shows with uh, fans next month so i mean we're gonna have to see what happens when uh, with those two guys like you said the guys that we have mentioned are going to impact but well i definitely want to i definitely want to expect myers and cardona to jump anywhere um, just as you know, soon yet. Um, yep. I mean, obviously, they're focused on their podcast. Um, they were just announced as characters for the Retro Mania video game, which really caught me off guard because this leads me to a lot of speculation like they knew they were going to be released. Yep, yeah. Um, uh, I thought that game has been worked on for a long time because I mean. Second season of NWA Power, they were talking about it and doing the promos right. and the advertisements. So that was what late last year. So yeah, I don't know. So it's been worked on a long time, and they just keep adding more and more and more people. If I played video games, I'd probably get that video game because it looks like it's going to be amazing. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. But as for far you know, in regards to their um 
you know, in-ring competition, I think they're just going to lay back for a little bit. I think they're just yeah. going to take like, a little bit of break. And you really got to look at, like, Zack Ryder, too. Zack Ryder's been in WWE since 2006. Long time. Yep. Long time. Long, maybe, long maybe, time. Maybe even, uh, maybe even longer than that, if you count, like, you know, de- the developmental process. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, Brian, on the other hand, he's been on and off between WWE uh tna pwg uh global yeah Yeah, it was in uh the battle of los angeles uh 2014 i'm gonna have to watch that one i get i subscribe to the high spot streaming network so i'm pretty sure that's on there because they're pretty much the uh exclusive distributors uh for pwg so i'm gonna have to look that up um and then just making his comeback in WWE in 2016 and then right. really not doing much with him as they were doing, you know, years prior until mm-hmm. they finally shut him up and said, here's your WrestleMania moment, you know, just gave yeah. him the ring right there. I um, was there. I was, I was at that show. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it was so crazy because I was debating yeah. on whether to go to that show or not. And I just sat it out. I was just like, no, uh, uh, I got lucky though. My my wife gave me t- uh, tickets for Christmas, so I got lucky, and then uh, I went with her friend because she's not a wrestling fan. My wife and she won't go, so so her uh, best friend was is a huge wrestling fan and was going, so I ended up going with her. I had a blast, but the only thing is that that show being in April, it was freezing like yeah. literally all day. I had even the jacket I had, I should have worn um, a heavier jacket, you know, because it was it was pretty chilly that whole day, but it was a fun time. It was a lot of fun. Um, boy, what 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 else could we talk about here? I mean, anything from the show that really like caught your eye, or just like, um, you know, thoughts, you know, going uh, into like Slammiversary within the next like you know couple weeks. Like I said, they're building it up, and it everything that I saw from the Deanna Perrazzo and Jordan Grace. Um, let's see, and my notes here the. The Rhino, the uh, hints at EC3, the, uh, you know, the Moose match, and uh, whatever else. The main event, the Ace Austin and Eddie Edwards, a lot of that stuff is just making me really look forward to the event. Like, what's next? And as they keep progressing these these storylines, especially the ones that I mentioned, that, uh, and I'm just looking forward to just the card. It looks like it's just going to be... Um, you know, a hell of a show. It really does. And I, and I wonder, nobody's announced, they haven't even announced whether it's going to be, uh, is it going to be fans or limited fans or anything like that? Have you heard anything about that yet? No. No. We're going to have to find out for next week when we uh, talk next week's show. Right. Which, so. you know, surprising, you know, New Japan's coming back. Um, definitely looking forward to that. Um, I know that they're doing a, uh, a show on... No fan show on um, New Japan World. Um, I don't remember the date. I'd have to Google that. But um, they, they, I did read an article today saying that they're holding their first show with fans uh, next uh, later in the month, next month. So that'll also be on New Japan World. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, let's just see where this goes. I mean, obviously it's a slow process, but you know, just yep. You know, we went almost like half a year without an attendance, which is yeah. uh, kind of uh, 
bizarre. You know, it really, really is. Happened. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, we've heard of empty arena matches. I mean, obviously, we've <laughs> had like Rock and Mankind, and obviously, we've had right. the uh, the classic uh, Terry Jerry Funk Lawler. Jerry Lawler yep. match, which is one of my favorite matches. Um, but yeah, you know, just seeing back to back matches, no crowd, no reactions, and just you know, hearing wrestlers getting hyped up for you know what like just for the thrill of it i mean obviously you got to stay the character especially when you're doing live tv but um right or not even just like live tv even if just like tapings but um it it kind of just kills it a, a little bit but like you know like we were talking about tna is definitely doing something right and i'm not sure if it's just the way they present the matches or the way they just go more in depth with their storylines, the backstage right. segments, um, you know, it's just keeping the fuse, you know, ignited keep here. Going, yeah. One thing that I have to say is like about Impact, and now, like you said, they're keeping the feuds going. It's something that WWE doesn't do because they go through feuds really quickly within a couple of days, or, or rather, a couple of weeks, probably, and then they end it, and then. Um, Impact is doing the old school, like draw, doing a long, drawn out feud, and but it's still more interesting. You know what I mean? Right. They're not just putting in a bunch of fluffy crap here in the middle. They're doing a lot of really good stuff. Right. And the Man, one, the uh, fact that they're not involving Rob Van Dam and his girlfriend making out on live TV constantly—that's a positive, you know, in a right. hot tub. <laughs> so. Yeah, especially today, I was surprised I didn't see that, but you know, next yeah. week, yeah. we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Um, which is another thing that kind of interests me, too, is, you know, Impact and, you know, all the superstars they've acquired that are just, like, not really up there when it comes to just, like, past their prime, I guess you would say. Um, you know, obviously, like, Van Damme, uh, Shamrock, Rhino, but it's, like, they still deliver. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just seeing Rob Van Dam too, like with a new fresh start, you know, part of this stable that's practically equivalent to his like extreme stables that he was in, right. you know. Yep. You know, the East, the original ECW from like 2007. And then what was it? EV 2.0 that they did in TNA a couple of yep. years back, which was shit. Um, <laughs> But this is definitely different. This is like a whole new side of RBD where it's like, hey, you want to see what I look like high all the time? Here you go. Have my well, look at, you know, it's also what Impact is doing with uh, Joey Ryan presently. I never really thought that that would. Uh, there's no Dick Flip City. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you no. know, I'm, I'm wondering how long that's going to take, like before they get back into uh, into him, you know, right. being his regular character. And, that, and how they're how that's going to unfold. I'm not necessarily a fan of that gimmick, though. Um, I think it's ridiculous. Sure. Like I said, I, I mentioned before, anybody uh, that asks me, I'm a Jim Cornette guy, and I don't like, uh, you know, I'm I'm into the traditional style. I don't like that comedy stuff, and that's just annoying to me. Joey Ryan blocked me on Twitter, though, for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> so I have no idea why. Well, you, you, could definitely, you could definitely say that uh, Stevie Richards is uh, winning in this scenario. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, I saw him know. today. I I saw him on uh, a documentary recently, Stevie Richards. I was watching Barbed Wire City last night. Did have you seen that? 
Is the unauthorized uh, DCW documentary? The DCW documentary? No, yeah. I've I've seen bits of it, but I haven't seen it in its entirety. So, yeah, he was really uh, he was in it. He was in that, and it was kind of funny to watch him because he was kind of like mocking himself a lot, which was you know he was funny about it. So that's good. Right. Yeah, speaking good. of Stevie Richards, I just got done watching his uh, his RF shoot video, and you know, very engaging. You know, he was talking about you know just like his WWE run. His uh his TNA run and why that didn't last so long and right. his doctor Doctor Stevie character which I kind of found interesting at that you know that stage of his career and um, you know just learn a lot more about him which made me buy the other two uh, RF videos with uh, Nova and Blue Meanie because you know I'm a big BWO Mark yeah. um, you know I love the BWO parody uh, that they did with NWO. Um, and just hearing the blue meanies side of the story with the whole JBL incident, which I'm like, holy shit. I've gone back and watched that ECW show where he gets clocked too. So there's apparently they made him go back in the ring too with, uh, JBL and they made JBL, um, I guess, uh, take a fall for him on SmackDown years later or something like that. And, and, And I guess what, and I guess what started it was, um, I mean, I guess they had some like, some type of beef back in like uh meanie's first run in wwe in like 98 99 and how we call it uh bully and then i guess when they were doing the whole uh one night stand gig um during their flight i guess meanie got moved up to first class and i guess from like a veteran's perspective that's not a good yeah that's not a good move. And I guess he was sitting up in the front and everybody's walking past him and Mick Foley's just like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I guess uh, he wasn't <laughs> supposed to take that up. Op- he wasn't supposed to take yeah, that option. He, and he, he didn't know better. He Because he was young. But he didn't know any better. And then yeah. um, I guess you hear uh, JBL in the background, who the hell gave Blue Beanie first class? <laughs> and Beanie's just like, oh, no. <laughs> And I guess that led to a little bit of confrontation. And then, obviously, the whole stint with uh, the brawl at ECW One Night Stand. And um, there was actually an incident where um, I think Sandman was, like, holding him off with the steel cane. And Tracy Smothers actually got some jabs on JBL. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wow. incident was, um, I guess, after that, Blue Meanie went backstage. And John Laronitis had, like, a fit, like, who told you to blade? And he was like, no, he had the staples. Bleeding hard way, yeah. He had the staples from the night before from the Hardcore Homecoming event. Oh, okay. Um, I forgot how, I forgot what happened. But um, yeah, I guess he had staples in the back of his head and it just went down to his eyes. And he was just describing, you know, getting blood in your eyes. It's like having like a kaleidoscope effect, you know, it's like. Wow. (laughs) But. uh, yeah, I, I thought um, I def I definitely liked the bleed the BWO. I definitely saw potential in uh, Stephen Richards for a bit. I mean, especially with that whole rights to censor. Um, gimmick. I remember that. I liked that gimmick. I thought it was it was a good gimmick. You know, I thought it was it was a funny gimmick uh, to begin with. You know, right? Yeah, especially um, during the time period where like uh, there was just a lot of nonsense happening on TV, and somebody needed to step in to stop it. Yeah, it was them. 
Well, he definitely won after, you know, with the PG era um, coming into effect years later. (laughs) Um, It probably definitely would have worked later on, too, as well. Yeah. Um, Wow. You know, just thinking about all these, like, RF videos, you know, I'm, I'm really starting to learn about guys I'm really not familiar with that wasn't brought out on, like, WWE home video or TNA home video. Um, I recently just picked up uh, Demolition. Um, just There's learned a couple about, of them. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr., which I found Brian Pillman Jr.'s um, interesting, you know, but just basically talking about how, you know, growing up into the business and uh, yeah. just basically having just not the best relationship with his mom after his father's passing. Really? Then I didn't know. Uh, I'm gonna have to look into that. I'm gonna have to look into that I video. It was like one of those situations where it was like, you know, she was having all this money and she would invite all the boys over, like Steve Austin and what what's not, and she would basically just use the excuse of, "Oh, we're doing it for the kids," and it wasn't really for the kids because not long after that, you know, um, Melanie started dating. Um, Another guy, which would be Brian's stepfather, you know, just using all the money on him and um, just, you know, unnecessary things, which right. led to a bad relationship between Brian and uh, his mother. And uh, just talking about how he grew up and how he phased out of wrestling, how he got back into wrestling. Um, his sister, I'm not sure if it was his biological or his stepsister, but... Um, his sister was in wrestling for a while before she uh, tragically died in a uh, car accident back in 2000. Oh, I, I didn't even know he had a sister. I never heard that before. I think it was 2007 or 2008 he had a sister, and I guess she uh, gave him advice like, you know, don't be a mark, you know, like don't be a mark for yourself, you know. You be, I mean, to an extent, you know, if you want to, if you believe, you got to believe in yourself in order to go far you know what i mean you got to be able to push yourself and you know i i see a lot of potential in pillman i i really do um i, I was hoping he would have gotten that contract in uh aw at the double or nothing battle royal last year um which really baffled me because it was like we saw him there and then all of a sudden we didn't see him again and i'm like did he not get a contract you know because i would have probably would have really loved to seen the the Hart Foundation down in MLW up in AEW, you know. Yeah. That, that, that definitely would have been an interesting um, stable, you know, especially with a lot of background history between all three of those men. Yeah. You watch you watch MLW, you said? Um, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've seen some shows. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't really... Uh, been really caught up to date. I mean, there's a couple da- guys down there that I'm um, very engaged with. Um, right. Obviously, like Brian Pillman, um, David Hart Smith. Yeah. Not the biggest. Not the biggest Teddy Hart fan. Teddy Hart. I don't. <laughs> the guy's made a bad name for himself. But yeah, he questions me, yeah. especially after the incidents he's had with um, Maria Manic. Yeah. Um, but I follow them on YouTube, and he just seems like an out-of-place person. He just seems so yes. zoned out. He's always, you know, the way he talks, it's like he's always in a shoot. It's like, dude, 
you know, calm down. You know, you're not, you're not wrestling right now. Just be yourself. Relax. Right. Right. And um, he he wouldn't uh, buy all these like arts and crafts stuff and start making like miscellaneous things or start buying uh, teddy bears or cats. And I'm just like, he comes Ooh. to the ring with it. He comes to the ring with his cat. Yeah, he actually sold. Um, he sold like a cat that he bought at a uh, a gas station, and he actually made like thirty or forty dollars off it just because he put a signature on. Right. Really? A cat. Like, like one of those, uh, kind of like a beanie baby, like a stuffed. Uh, oh, cat. got you. But it was okay. like. It had like some type of like rainbow effect to it, and I, you know, he went to the, to the gas station after him and Maria had like an argument. He bought Maria a cat. He was like, "Oh, I should start bringing these to some of my shows and start signing them." I'm like, "Really, dude? Like nobody's gonna buy those." I mean, maybe a ten year old girl, but you know, us fans. I'm like, nah, I haven't really been the biggest Teddy Hart fan, especially with all the backlash he's received over the yeah. years. Uh-huh. I never really. I, I don't want to talk shit about him uh, on the show, but uh, right, he has definitely potential. I guess you know he has suffered from certain situations, you know, uh, demons. But but you know, um, yeah. I just heard. I have never really <laughs> heard many good stories, positive stories about him, and it's it's kind of a sad story. And and I mean, I can't say anything bad about him because he's definitely great in the ring. But right. when it comes to outside personality, that's where it really, like, throws me off. Because it's like, this doesn't really want me to meet him. Honestly. Right. Um, but going back to the guys down at MLW, um, one guy that I actually follow on Instagram, I, I'm i not sure if it's just, like, his physique or his charisma or just the way he moves in the ring. But um, Alexander Hammerstone... Right, that guy's amazing. Yep. Holy shit! You would think yeah. he got pulled out of like a Street Fighter video game. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, he's really good. He's really great. Yeah. You know. I definitely want to see more of him. I, I mean, I want to see him move up there. I mean, definitely TNA would definitely fit him. Yeah, I think he'd be really good in there, and he'd probably be a huge star. And you know, future champion, he might, he'll probably eventually someday make it to AEW or uh, WWE. I wouldn't be surprised if the dynasty, the whole dynasty, make their way up there uh, with, you know, uh, Hammerstone and Richard Holiday make it up there as well at some point. But Holiday just signed, I think, a new two, three-year deal. Right, yep. Um, yeah, I mean, the new Heart Foundation. Um, something that really made me a fan of theirs was the, uh, the segment that they had with uh, Kevin Sullivan. Yes. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, yeah, Brian. Yeah. You know, Brian's like, you know, oh, you know, your father, yada, yada, this. Uh, you know, Teddy's just like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> you, you know, make your decision. And he just busts him in the head with the cane. And I'm just like, you know, I, I'm expecting like the word, the same words that came out of his father's mouth. Like, oh, I respect you, Booker man. Uh, <laughs> that was classic stuff. That was definitely a great scene. Uh, which, you know, go, you know, talking about Brian coming at the moment, you know, comes to real possibilities for uh, a potential season three of Dark Side of the Ring. That'd be a good one, because we were talking about that last week, who's going to be in the third season. And um, right. <clears throat> I guess definitely see a Brian Pillman one. 
uh, that'd be awesome. I'd I'd love to see that. Um, trying to think of anybody else that. Uh... Well, two other people that come to mind. Well, one's a team, but uh, two that come to mind would definitely have to be Sensational Sherry. Um, yes, that's that's only, another good choice. Only because you know after her death, it you know it still came to mind like how did she really die? Because a lot of reports were like unknown, or she died from like an overdose, and like it hasn't really been confirmed how she right. really died. About um story on the divorce of Hulk Hogan, <laughs> or Hulk Hogan's racial be- beliefs, or something like that. That'd be uh, that, that could be definitely be something, or even be, the um the steroid trial in '94. That's that'd be an excellent episode, actually. I think now that you mention that, that'd be a great one. Or if they do maybe an episode on the whole Monday Night War thing where, like, uh, you know, it was the hottest era of professional wrestling and uh, I mean, guys jumping back that. and forth. I mean, I can see that, but I feel like that subject's been brought up way too many times. Yeah. And, oh, I hear that. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. you know, elaborated differently. Um, two guys that actually come to mind, um, definitely the British Bulldogs. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good one. That's one of my favorite tag teams of all time in the '80s. Also, the um, maybe the death of t- death of the territory system that would be a pretty uh, interesting one where Vince was just going in and raping the talent of every territory and shutting them all down. I'd right. like to see them focus on maybe the AWA a little bit too. Yeah, that 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 would definitely be something. Um, boy, you know, with with both those seasons already passed uh, by, it's like kind of hard to think of like who really had like a tr- like a tragedy within like the wrestling business um, um if you ever heard of a young gentleman quick draw mcgraw rick mcgraw back in the 80s he um he rings a bell. you know who that is you know he, he rings a bell i, I would have to he see was him. a uh, he was a wwf wrestler back in the 80s and um he actually lived in Fairhaven, new haven area uh for fair haven area of new haven and he uh he died of, died of a drug overdose, uh, you know, um, I think he was like probably like early 20s or something like that. And he was just kind of like his, he was kind of a jobber, I guess, for lack of a better term. But he was kind of like on the rise in the territories and in and, and WWE and then just suddenly died of a drug overdose. They thought Roddy Piper killed him. If you remember that, Roddy Piper beat him, uh, beat the crack up out of him one week. And then uh, he died, like literally died. So then kayfabe people really thought that piper had something to do with his death now that sounds familiar which, <laughs> look it up which which leads me to um the next guy i mean he's been brought up a lot obviously he uh rekindled things um towards the end of his life and towards the end of his wrestling um i guess you would say career or alkalites uh, you would say um Ultimate Warrior. You hear all these yes. stories about Warrior. Um, I have the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD. I've watched that before. That, yeah. that just, oh my god, that's just, that it's, that it's, that documentary. Um, they really did their best to make him look like a human piece of garbage in that movie. And it wasn't until they released the documentary a few years later when he be, he rekindled the friendship with them that they. Uh, turned around and made a documentary to make it right kind of a thing right 
Yeah. I mean, I would just like to hear the stories of like how he held up like Vince McMahon in his office for like a certain amount of money before he got let go and all these other chances right. that he had and just really want to know like, what the hell went wrong that made Ultimate Warrior possibly one of the most hated wrestlers right. in the past couple decades. I heard there was like some mental issues there. That's what that's what I heard. Um, right. I'm not 100 percent certain on that, but I also heard that he used to. One of the stories I also heard was that he used to get really drunk and like forget his. He used to bring the title belts to like the bars and, and stuff like that, and then leave them behind and stuff. He'd forget, he'd forget them like because he was so drunk. I mean, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if he had some type of like steroid abuse. Yes, 100. percent I'm going to tell you that. That's I believe that, but. But it is what it is. I mean, that's that was the era, really. Right. Wow. You know, just a lot of possibilities for a season three. But I mean, yeah. when it comes to like some some guys that really come to mind, it would definitely be those uh, those guys, those cert- certain yep. situations. Um. Yeah, I, I could probably probably go through like a whole list. Yeah. Speaking of like deaths, um, actually, yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it, there's like Miss Elizabeth. Really don't know her story. They should do that story with the her and Lex Luger, where they, uh, you know, he was making a nine one one call. You know, that would be an interesting one. And going back to, uh, I don't recall if he ever mentioned it, but the uh, the Stephen Richards uh, shoot interview. didn't Mike Awesome hang himself inside Stevie Richards' house? I didn't hear about Stephen Richards' house, but I'm going to look that up. Uh, and... Or I don't know if it was like his house. Or I know I he hung Stevie himself Richards for sure. Him. Yeah. I think Stevie Richards found him. and he. That's crazy. Yeah. That's one guy I don't understand how or why Mike Awesome killed himself. That guy... Um, was a phenomenal talent. I, I and and for a guy his size could move like just so quickly, and I just don't know. He had an amazing talent. I don't understand how he ended up, uh, you know, suffering from whatever he suffered from mental illness, and then ended up killing himself. Maybe he was unhappy with uh, where he was in his life, uh, as far as like his wrestling career being over on a mainstream level. Right. Oh, here's here's a good one. What about the WCW's Renegade? <laughs> An episode on him. Oh. This? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. You know what? That's funny, too, because I was just watching um, wrestling bios on YouTube, and he actually yep. covered a story on um, on him. Yeah. And how, yep. How WCW just gave him, like, this monster push, you know, and then TV just... title reign, and then all of a sudden they just dropped Once they um, brought in uh, the Ultimate Warrior, once they solidified the Ultimate Warrior, they just ended up jobbing the Renegade out for the rest of his career, basically. And that was practically one of the um, reasons why he was so depressed between that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, later on, he ended up losing his position in WCW. And I I guess he just went through like a tough time just trying to. bear with the situation like hey i don't work here no more but that probably could have led him to another opportunity elsewhere um but unfortunately we will never know we'll never know right speaking of young guys dying so early in the business 
um, especially when it comes to wrestlers and their uh, connects, especially yep. back in the day when it came to like drugs, uh, steroids, any type of like antibiotics. Uh, you really got to bring Luis Piccoli into this discussion. That's that'd be a good one. I remember, yeah, him for a long time. Yeah, he was on WWF TV every week when I was a kid, and then he popped up in uh, ECW, you know, yeah. and then he came in as uh, what the hell was this gimmick in WWF when he returned, the grunge guy? Oh, uh, he was. Uh, um, I can't think of it. Starts with an R. Starts with an R. Rad Radford. Uh, Rad, Rad Radford. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'd be a pretty interesting story, I believe, that if they did an episode on Louis Spicoli as well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it just baffles me because I think the guy was only like 26, 27. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he, he had a you know, he had a career ahead of him. I he mean, did. When he, he still had another quite a few years ahead of him. He made his name in Mexico as well, you know. So yeah. So, uh, Dan, what else did you get this week? Did you get any new packages in this week? Uh, I mean, okay, I might as well tell everybody the story of the uh, Best of Raven DVD. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got it in the mail. I looked at the packaging and said, you know, my eBay package was delivered. I'm like, all right, great. I got the Raven DVD, you know. For some reason, you know, I was just like, let me just – you know, open it and, you know, just make sure everything's intact. Everything's okay. Because usually I'll just open it up right on video. Right. Good thing you didn't for some reason. I mean, that's... That, that definitely was a, uh interesting moment. Instead, you know, I'm looking, it's sealed, and I'm all like, it doesn't say TNA on, like, the security sticker. And I'm like, eh, maybe it's something that they did back in the day. All right, whatever. Open it up. I get uh, Nicolas Cage in uh, Valley Girl. It's a great movie, dude. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, did they mistake Raven as like a woman or something? Or did I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, the guy ripped me off. I'm like, motherfucker. You know, and this DVD, I had found brand new sealed. Yeah. This was a brand new sealed uh, Best of Raven DVD from TNA. You can't find that okay. sealed. I mean, at a good price for what I found it for. I found it for about $15. So I was like, I'll jump on it. Fuck it. Um, I ended up messaging the eBay seller, and it, it was definitely a common mistake because he was very sincere about it. He's like, oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. Um, first, he told me to mail it back, but then he was like, no, you could keep it. Um, I'm going to refund the other eBay customer and retrieve that DVD back, and then I will send it your way, and I will let you know about it. So I was like, all right, cool. So he was definitely very sincere. Um, definitely not my first incident on eBay. Um, right. I did have another incident on eBay, but um, it wasn't as bad as getting a uh, DVD or movie that I was very unfamiliar with. Um, I mean, it was still wrestling related, but I was like, I really don't want the best of John Cena. I can't see him. I want to throw it in the trash. No, yes. I don't want. It. I really don't. I want can't. It. I get upset anytime I get something like, uh, you know, I buy collections and stuff. And I'm just like, uh, Cena shit comes in the collection. I don't want this shit. <laughs> you right. know, I don't. But um, as to uh, current pickups that I'm re receiving this week, um, I should begin my other TNA package. 
with the final four DVDs. Thank God. Um, that only took about like three weeks. Um, I did pick up Wrestle Kingdom 10 from uh, High Spots. You're going to like that, I think. Yeah. That's definitely going to be an interesting event because I've seen the whole match with uh, Styles and uh, Nakamura. Which yep. I thought, you know, it was definitely an interesting match. Definitely, um, definitely different from their WWE match. Um, but I, I mainly bought it just to see the entire card. Um, just to see, you know, what the hell I'm missing out when it comes to like New Japan shows. Because I'm so used to yeah. just typing it up online and looking up New Japan matches. Um Pegasus Kid versus Owen Hart, you know, it's like beautiful. Those like artwork, those matches. That that was definitely artwork. Um, the Jushin Liger Great Muda matches, um, loved those. Uh, the Kenny Omega Jericho match was probably like the recent New Japan match that I watched um, at that time when they uh, advertised it and promoted it and everything. Because I never thought, holy shit, Jericho. WWE guy in New Japan taking on Kenny Omega, and it's like, you know, wrestling was definitely shaping up at that time um, yeah. to a better direction. Yeah. Um, trying to think, what else did I pick up this week? Um, I picked up the Mister Wrestling Two um, shoot interview with uh, Steve Carino, which is okay. something that you also picked up from the. Yeah, uh, I didn't get mine yet. Um, I got the notification. I think saturday that it shipped it's saying that it's going to be here this coming saturday but last right. time they shipped it on a saturday and it was supposed to come on saturday it actually showed up at eight o'clock in the morning on friday morning and i was like pumped so um but for some reason when high spots ship stuff out um even in media mail i get it super quick um so yep. i wouldn't be surprised if it actually came like thursday but right. it's actually in Springfield, Massachusetts right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if it came Thursday. I'm definitely, I, I'm pretty sure I'm expecting stuff tomorrow, but I'm, I'm yeah. not going to be for that. But uh, I mean, I meant the wrestling too stuff. I mean, I, I played a role in it. I uh, persuaded Rick. I was you like, hey, Rick. Definitely <laughs> did. You were like, you should go buy that. And I said, eh. I said, all right, fuck it. You know, I said, I just typed it in. But the worst well, part is, the next invoice, I got my invoice for the next auction today, and um, it's worse than I thought it was going to be, to be honest with you. I told you, I said, it's going to be grounds for divorce, these high spots, uh, Facebook auctions, because, well, there's another one in two days. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. So. Um, but, yeah, that Mr. Wrestling 2 stuff, it's, uh, you know, get the autograph and the DVD for one price. Yep. I mean, autograph right now on the site is... I think it went up like $32. So I got something else coming with that. Uh, you, you, you knew about that one. Um, but I also ordered something from a uh, current NWA roster. I don't want to give it away, but I want everybody, because I want everybody to, to tune into the YouTube uh, video when it comes out. And that also shipped, I think, Saturday. Or maybe Monday. I don't remember. So that should be here by the end of the week. It's coming from Texas. If anybody knows anybody that's on the NWA roster currently that's in Texas. And I will tell you that it's a woman. So. <laughs> so. All right. I'm, a, I'm definitely going to have to do my research on that. <laughs> but it's my, uh, it's my current favorite female wrestler. 
So, uh, thinking about other pickups, um, I am expecting more RF videos yep. um, from the actual RF video uh, website itself. Yep. Um, I mean, if I expect another phone call from uh, Rob, <laughs> that'll definitely be interesting because that voicemail definitely made my. I'm like, is that Rob from RF Video? I'm like, what? That's just funny. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Who did I pick up? Um, Blue Meanie. Uh, Nova, uh, Tori from Degeneration X, yeah. which I saw that and um, it gave me the option to add uh, autograph eight by ten. So I was like, "All right, pick that jump up, jump on it, jump on it." Yeah, you gotta uh -huh. jump on those deals because sometimes they're, the the deals are cheap enough, you know, whether it be an extra five or ten dollars. There's a couple things I found in high spots recently. Sorry to cut you off, Dan, but. That um, yeah. I literally think I'm about to go fucking crazy for, and I may be broke by the end of the year so, <laughs> because of them. <laughs> um, trying to think who else. I picked up uh, Gary Lynn, which I think that was like one of their newer um, RF shoots. That's one of the uh, uh, autographs uh, I bought. Yep. Shane Helms. Um, that also came with the option of a autograph, which I jumped on. Yeah, and then today, for I mean, for some reason, I just really been admiring Bill Eddy from uh, Demolition. Great dude, great dude, and um, you know the mass superstar, phenomenal wrestler. Yep. So yeah. I already, I already have the Demolition shoot interview, so I yeah. did decide to pick up the RF shoot video of the mass superstar with an autograph cover. Which was like another four dollars off a of high spot, so I was like, "All right, I'll have Bill Eddy to the uh, collection," because I'm really starting to admire these, uh, like these old school uh, masked wrestlers, uh, especially uh, Mr. Wrestling Two and uh, the Masked Superstar. So um, some of these guys you have to admire and jump on now because um, those prices are going to go up as soon as they die. And Mr. Wrestling Two went up to forty dollars. Uh, for the autograph and DVD combo. I mean, the DVD yep. is like $10. So, I mean, it went up because I think it was like 15 originally on the website by itself. So, and you know what? That's something know. that really baffles me is how Mr. Wrestling 2 would go up just a couple more dollars and he just died recently. Yep. And we've had somebody like Bruno San Martino, who's already, you know, passed on two years it's back. Been a, it's been two and years. Okay. Yep. It is. Photos on high spots are still twenty five dollars. Yes, because and I'm going to tell you that's one of the autographs I want to purchase because I'm just like I'm looking at those. I'm like, I cannot believe that those things are that cheap for that. Right. Like literally, I said because this guy is like he's you know he's up there as far as like professional wrestlers go. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on that for that, but especially for that price because I'm sure that it'll go. It should be worth more than that. You know what I mean? I just got a Larry Zabisco one, speaking of which. I don't know if you saw that one. Uh, yeah, I've seen that one. Um, there, there's been a couple autographs I've been interested in. Um, definitely Bruno. Um, I've really been eyeballing Lex Luger, even though I'm not really the biggest Luger fan. Yeah, um, he seemed, you know, I, did you watch the High Spots auction, uh, the gimmick table with him in there? No, I mean, I've seen some of the stuff that they were, you know, handing out. I mean, obviously, they had, like, some photos. Yeah. They had the uh, the Pop Funko with Sting. Yeah. Um, 
nothing that really caught my eye because I was never really the biggest Luger fan. I mean, especially in like maybe like WWF, um, maybe like his earlier stuff, like his NWA stuff. Um, yeah, I'll just give kudos for that. Um, definitely don't think he fit in a horseman. Um, but I mean. I mean, when it comes to Luger, I just thought of him as like a generic big guy for Vince to get a heart on and just say, oh, I'll give you a push, pal. You know, my mother met him back in the Lex Express days because she worked with the Special Olympics. And, you know, they send a lot of guys over there every year. And she said he was the biggest, most arrogant dick. But (laughs) like at that time, but I was watching that High Spots video and he seemed like he had been humbled over the years. Like he really did. He seemed like he, he yeah. got his act together and the fact that he was so nice and sharing some really great stories. You know what I mean? I think a lot of things over the years uh, changed the gentleman and he found God because of uh, Nikita Koloff as well. Right. Um, I'm trying to think uh, other autographs that really come to mind here. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely want to jump on like maybe like totally Blanchard. Um, I got that too. Yep, I just got that he, one recently. He's probably my second favorite member of the Horsemen behind Rick. Oh um, man, I'm gonna have to tell you that he's my third because Arn is always number one. I, I mean, I love me. Arn. <laughs> I mean, I definitely love Arn, but I mean, when it come, when it came to Tully, I don't know, just yeah. something about his style, I was very yep. uh, intrigued with, and maybe because I was a big fan of the um, the slingshot suplex. Great um, move. Yeah. Uh, speaking of autographs, two autographs that I am expecting are uh, Raven and Lita. So okay. definitely expecting those. Um, I want to say tomorrow because I just picked them up Friday. So it's been. Okay, helpful. cool. Yeah, let me know. I want to see that video. I know you're going to show them off and, uh, you know. Well, I'm definitely going to show those off. And then. Once this final TNA package comes, I'm going to do a big unboxing because I still have my last um, high spot package that I haven't unboxed, which includes um, PWG and ROH stuff as well. I'm but, really uh, looking forward to this now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking that out. I'm just, I'm tired of looking at them. I mean, you on the other <laughs> hand, it's like Christmas, but for me, it's like, you know, I, I, I I've been so busy lately yeah. when it comes to all I hear it, man. I mean, between work and then I'd come home and it's like, all right, I got a giveaway or yeah. um, I got an unboxing to do. You know, I just announced the winner of my giveaway today and it was just like, I, I couldn't believe within a week I went from 58 to 68 subscribers. Almost That's amazing. 70. Yeah, I'm trying to get up there. So if anybody's over there, go follow. Me, the professor Rick Del Santo on YouTube. <laughs> so, all right, Danny, do you have anything you want to plug? You want to plug your social media, YouTube? All right. So, Facebook, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Danny Bryant. You can follow me on Instagram on D underscore Banshee 187. And you can follow me on YouTube as Dan the Beast 94. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button, especially if you're watching my videos and you're not subscribed. What are you doing? What are you doing? Hit that button. It's so, also uh, going to be, all this information is also going to be in the description of this episode. So go and follow us both. 
All right, Dan, we got a lot to talk about next week, man. We got uh, even more uh, suggestions for Dark Side of the Ring and Impact Wrestling coming up at the pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, so, we, we definitely got a lot of more... Uh, a lot more to follow up with these uh, Impact uh, episodes before the big uh, Slammiversary show in July. You know, just Absolutely. a lot of, lot of speculations. I mean, EC3 is practically confirmed already. Yep. Um, Heath Slater would probably be like the second behind him. Um, as for these other guys, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to get too uh, too many spoilers. But uh, let's just hope that uh, it lives up to the uh, potential. Yeah. All right, Dan, this is another great episode. So don't forget to tune in. Danny, hit me up later on. Yes, sir. Thank you, man, for coming on. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. All right, buddy.